0: Grab yourself a cup of Java, grab yourself some hot eggs, order some pancakes for the table. It's time for Cloak and Jabber,
1: the Cloak and Dagger podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Justin with a hot cup of Jabber.
0: (laughs) Oh man, I'm Pete. (laughs) And we are talking about the First episode of Cloak and Dagger. This is very exciting. We had a little bit of a preview episode for the show overall, but we're going to be talking about the first episode. If you watched it live, and this is going to be very confusing later, uh, there was a two-hour premiere, so we're just talking about the first hour of that. Yeah. But if you're watching it later... You don't care about anything that I just said. Let it ride. Yeah, let it ride. I say, laissez le bon temps brûlés, as they say of <laughs> the New Orleans.
1: Wow. Oh, yes. That's, yeah. that's accurate. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. I there see you what you did there. Yeah, French culture. <laughs> this is a very cultured podcast. So, uh, How is your high school French class going, by the way?
0: <laughs> uh, real great. They haven't caught on yet. <laughs> the I a little hold, never been kissed.
2: Oh, nice. I don't get that reference. Uh, you don't get that reference? Yeah.
0: There's a Drew Barrymore movie called Never Been Kissed where she is a professional journalist. Oh, wait, yeah. Who she pretends un- to be. Okay, yeah, yeah. she yeah. goes yeah. undercover in high school. But the whole yeah. point is she's never been kissed. It's super weird because one of the teachers is attracted to her, but he's like, oh, I'm attracted to a student. And then she's like, I'm not a student.
1: And then they kiss. Wow. wow. What a f- great first kiss right after a big, long lie. <laughs> yeah. How was your first kiss? You had it in school with one of the the students, you're with in your French
0: class. Yeah, yeah, I've been making out with students all over the place. <laughs> it's don't French class, me
1: guys. Yeah. French
0: class. You know what I always say? Lazy French class. <laughs> was that a Honey, I Shrunk the
2: Kids reference? No. No. That was yes, like was. you were Frenching your students in French class. That's
1: literally the joke from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh. Guys, Man, we are you- modern people <laughs> on a podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, before we get into the plot of the episode, though, I, I just want to talk overall. Uh, I think we had certain anticipations for the show now that we've
1: seen the first hour of it. What did you guys think? What were your impressions? Uh, I think this show is great. It's much more like uh, this, the things they talk about are much more serious and horrifying than I thought it was going to be. Especially, I mean, not to say that, uh, I mean, I guess it's more ABC Family's reputation and it switched over to Freeform. Um, ABC Family was more a lot of very like softball-y shows uh, where it's just like sort of cute uh, dramas. Uh, But this show, like, goes for it. Like, Cloak and Dagger, uh, the characters uh, in the original comic, it's all about drugs. It's all about, like, they're criminals a little bit, and they, like, go all the way with it. And I I thought it was great. And the way they make the show is cool as well.
0: I loved it. This is... Easily my favorite Marvel pilot since Legion. And oh, okay, Uh-oh. that sound was
1: Pete just <laughs> dropping his microphone. Pete dropped the mic because he know that he said all he needs to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made a reference to Honey I Shrunk the Kids. He's down.
0: Yeah, French I thought this class. was fantastic. I thought it was well filmed, well acted, well written. I will talk about this, I'm sure, a little bit more, but I really appreciated the silence in the episode. Yeah, and
1: the music. Yes. I feel like they use both really.
0: Yeah, well. it was one of the more interesting premieres I think I've seen on TV in a really long time in that it barely used dialogue at all. It mainly cut between the main characters to give us a feeling more than anything.
1: And didn't reveal a lot about their powers or like, like we're learning alongside them, like what the fuck's happening, which is great. I think you made this uh, analogy on Twitter. This is the best X-Men story, even though they're not mutants at all. Like, it's it feels the most like like the comic book characters where discovering you're a mutant is a horrifying thing mm-hmm. and uh it comes out of nowhere
0: yeah the x-men movies even they're very to get you what know, i like a lot of them but to their credit they're they're more soap opera. They're more Shakespearean. They're going for this epic
1: drama. And they're very cool about it. They're like, yeah. look, we have these powers. When this is all about them being like, oh, fuck, we have these powers. Our lives are fucked mm-hmm. up already. Now I have this other thing that maybe can help me fix these issues, but maybe is making my life yeah, worse. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, to talk about this a little bit further, because people might be more familiar with the modern X-Men comics, which go in very different directions, and work is a lot of different metaphors. But at least originally, being a mutant was a trauma that happened when you were 13 years old. And And it was a metaphor for puberty, like straight up. Horrible things happen. You have these incredible powers. You don't know how to control them. You don't know what's going on with you. And I think Cloak and Dagger, again, even though they're not mutants in the show, did a really good job at that.
1: Again, I want to point out, Pete is being silent. He's so close. He almost has his mic picked back up. So I think he's ready to uh, make his opening statement.
2: Yeah. Hey, Pete, what's going Uh, on? Earth calling. What the fuck are you guys talking about? This show is so fucked up. I cannot believe you're like, oh, it's so great. Yeah. Yeah, fucking doing drugs, stealing, robbing from everybody you know and cares about you. Fucking throwing a little rape in there. ABC Family, come check out our new show. What are you talking about? All right, so well, first of all, it's not ABC Family. It's on yeah. Freeform.
1: Yeah. Okay. Remember, that's the improvised n-
2: television yeah, network. Yeah, that's, that's why it goes in all these weird directions is because they're making it up as they go along. Yo, who are you rooting for in this show? Because it's just,
1: I, she, th- she th- is
2: a horrible person. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it out to you. I'm rooting for cloak and dagger. Yeah, yeah but, that makes sense. Uh, oh my dude, there's it's so insane, and and the dialogue is in. Ugh. But that's, 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 what's good about it is it's, yeah. it's showing, um,
1: a side of like heroes that you don't usually see. They're not like good yet, or maybe they
2: won't be like they're, but they're, in, the thing, the, they're like, in,
1: they had bad you situations. You have to
2: invest in somebody and like, here's a show about two assholes. They might never get it together. They're just going to fuck up everything they can. Holy shit. I'm writing you a check right now. Dude, uh, so- you're going to make this pilot.
0: <laughs> two assholes for Pete LePage productions. Fun. Uh, yeah, well, I think we should get into it, but I believe... I believe the journey is like... How can they like,
2: redeem themselves? Like You she's see up-
0: this, you see, and we'll get into the plot in a second, but you see at the beginning of the show that they are two normal kids leading relatively normal lives who are thrust into the most horrible situation possible that completely damages them, and I b- think... Having not watched too far ahead, but I think the arc of the show is how by getting together, by finding each other again, it makes them stronger and gets them
2: back on yeah, the right but path. Yeah, you can't like do horrible things for a bunch of episodes, and then later we'll be like, okay, now we're on your side. Like, I, I just want to point out that right now you are legit wearing a Punisher t-shirt, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she... Complete, uh, it's, it's, uh, oh, I just can't. Dress for the job you want, Pete. Dude, <laughs> and dress for the attitude of the character you the want. Also, the dialogue is ridiculous. That one girl, the emoji girl, all she says, she's like, emojis. And I was just like, I could just see the writer and the writer's room being like, kids will love us. We just said emojis. Then you see her again, she's like, hey, it's the emoji girl. They're actually saying that. I was like, You're, they're not, bi- why, you don't, talk- you just, why don't we get into the, you,
1: blood? Let, you just don't speak emoji. Because that was actually some like, Shakespearean like, hey, level.
2: Yeah, and then emojis, and then a bunch of random things that don't mean anything. A lot of writers write in emojis these days.
1: Yeah. Great. They actually wrote
2: 95% of Breaking you Bad in emojis. You can just say emojis, <laughs> yeah, though. Bad. It'd be like, hey, kids, <laughs> I said the word emojis. Yeah. Don't teen you wanna... drama, yeah. Breaking
1: Bad, written
2: in emojis.
1: Yeah, also, I
0: want to point out, if there's anybody who knows where kids are like, it's Pete LePage.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying that I do, but I just felt like it was pandering hard. Now, when let me say, like, Pete emojis, and then... Uh, wh- I will say that was some of the... That was maybe the weakest part of the uh, Yeah, the and pilot. also, like, the mom's like, can you feel me? I was like, oh, my God. But I feel like that, that was d- the character making that choice. Yeah. oh,
0: Can we get... Let's, 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 get let's talk the about plot. the show. We're jumping around. Uh, so we start off with... I don't know how long with this. Was this, like, a 10-minute montage yeah. or something like that? Uh, where... We get to see we meet Tyrone. We meet Tandy as little kids. Tyrone is dealing with his brother who wants to steal a stereo out of a car, but is very nervous about doing it and the repercussions. Meanwhile, Tandy is having her dance class. Um, I loved how these scenes unfolded yeah,
2: because great. it, oh, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I you liked how uh, there was an evil cop that shot somebody's brother. You You're thought just that wait, was cool. Wait, ahead. just wait. wait. Jump it ahead. What the fuck did you like about that? It Chill was out, well done. Jokes. I
1: mean, first off, it must have lit up your Bunhead fandom. Uh, yeah,
0: scene. 100%. I mean, another, that was ABC Family. Yeah, that's
1: I, what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, the Bunhead oh ghosts God, are, the, are strong in the ABC family. Did you family watch of- Bunheads? No. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I know. What, that's so What are you fucking talk, guys talking about? i heard you talk. It's like a, sort of an X-Men show called Bunheads. Bunheads?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe uh, what Punisher leading the X Men, uh, and it's called Butthead. So just yeah. check it out.
1: It's funny. It's like pun heads, but they like <laughs> yeah. They've they they been a it. pun. Yeah, yeah the pun. <laughs> they flipped it. They flipped it. Cool. Uh,
0: it's it's a dad show, so you like it because you like the Step Up movies. Yeah. That's true, it's almost like a prequel uh, <laughs> So we get to see this montage And what I liked about this is That they start in these very typical places That you expect, to be frank Like seeing a young black kid On the street trying to steal a stereo, You're like, oh, okay, that's what he's about yeah. And you see this uh, pretty blonde girl In a dance class And you're like, oh, well, that's what she's about But as we learn very quickly Their lives are nothing like what we expect And I liked how they turned it around Where we find that Tyrone isn't like that at all, and we find out that Tandy isn't like that at all. Uh, Tandy, in particular, we find out pretty quickly she's standing in the pouring rain, dancing. She's still happy, but she's waiting for her father to pick her up.
2: Yeah. Uh, It was hilarious when she called... The way she called and talked to her dad, like, can I have the brain, you know, yeah. like, so-and-so part of the, yeah, the research and development, where she said, she's like, this isn't the first time I have to do this. My dad's kind of an absent-minded... Also, research and development, instant, like, comic book red flag. Yeah. Oh, this guy's up to something. Yeah. But
1: uh, to your point, I... I think they did a great job in the after the montage where we see where their lives went of flipping the stereotype uh, in oh. our, in our our well, culture got, of like hold on let me just finish this where uh the the girl after the father died the mother has a drug problem and she is like basically homeless and uh Tyrone is at a high end prep school like I feel like that really uh subverted the sort of well, it also, lazy the thing writing that's interesting
0: stereotype. is it subverts the comic books we talked about this a little yeah. bit in the preview episode mm-hmm. but in Cloak and Dagger It was what you'd expect, that it was uh, the black kid who was robbing people and stealing stuff uh, and run away on the street, Uh, the uh, Tandy... Uh, was she? She did have a rich supermodel mom, and we get shades of that, where like her mom ignores her the same way she does in the comic books. Uh, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but the way that they meet in the comics is Tyrone steals from Tandy, right? And then they kind of team up to take down an actual thief. They get sucked into this world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, to your Love point, it. Justin, it is a flip there, and I think it's a really good flip that yeah. plays out really
1: nicely through the series. Yeah.
2: Yes, Pete, thank you for again for raising your hand. Now what,
1: are you gonna drop drop your mic? Are you gonna drop your mic? No. Okay.
2: Now were you guys was it driving you crazy seeing this so called smart father swerve on the road with this kid in the back like Texting on the phone. Like, what the fuck? This guy's supposed to be smart. He's the worst parent of all time. He's definitely a bad driver, but smart people can be bad drivers.
0: Right. Also, yes, he is the worst parent of all time. And I think that's what you're supposed to get for the scene. Is that.
2: As fathers, was that driving you insane? Because I was like, come on, dad, pull over, get your shit together, take the phone call. Like, don't drive in the middle of a storm and with all the.
1: And also, he's up to something bad at Roxxon. Like, the the corporation, he's uh, the whole. He's looking at the platform out in the harbor that he's like if you don't fix this it's going to fall into the ocean and then it does right there yeah right that's what caused him to swerve and like he's clearly like roxon as comic fans we know that's like an evil corporation
2: no but i'm asking you guys if it drove you extra crazy as fathers with the kid in the back of the car uh, I watched this um, knowing it was not real, so that was easier <laughs> for me to uh, take in. Okay, because it was driving me crazy, and I don't have a kid, so I thought it might be driving you guys extra crazy, yeah. but apparently not.
0: Uh, I'll say, uh, totally honestly, I think that's a fair question, but I looked at it more as, okay, we're getting very quick notes of, this father is bad He like Justin said He's working with Roxanne And he has to die So that Tandy can go through This traumatic event To get her power So Dude, So you
1: excused All of this
0: Yeah I was cool with Because she's gonna Make fuck. some cool Like knives
1: <laughs> Oh man uh, But I, I This montage felt like The end of a season um, As opposed to The very first yeah. thing Which I thought Was very cool And also the way That they shot it from Totally from the kids Perspective Like we didn't mm-hmm. have to We never really saw The father straight on We didn't get his perspective at all we just saw her watching him be an asshole yeah i to
0: that point and i'm I know glad Pete you said to be, be super mad at me for saying this but watching this show felt like what the marvel netflix shows should be fuck yeah. you
2: fuck you i agree fuck you can i explain why you're gonna anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that's a good answer. That's Let's make a show that has just horrible people in it doing horrible things. My point
0: is I've I've watched all of the Marvel Netflix shows at this point and sure, I like them I to too. varying degrees, but they take thirteen episodes to tell one story most of the time. Like there's some exceptions there. But yes, there not, is like
2: Luke Cage. But yeah, they not, told two stories.
0: Or sure. The Punisher. But they're not episodic. The Punisher, actually, I think is the best Marvel Netflix show because it Thank leans you. towards being episodic. Are you okay with that, Pete? I don't know what that
2: means, so whatever.
0: TV is broadcast in episodes Right They're, they're short uh, Little like capsules Yes Of time Like a single comic Right to a graphic Sort of novel. like
1: a day Oh that's a good analogy yeah. Yeah.
0: So instead of telling A 13 hour story That is chopped
2: Into 13 pieces For no particular reason Like a movie
0: Right What I think The Punisher did well Is it mostly went Episodic then it went into 13 shows. Focused
2: chunks. on the individual shows. Yeah, what you yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. Yes, you get okay. it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's, a feel me? that's a beautiful That's a beautiful moment. You. Don't <laughs> you say that.
1: Don't you say that.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, but my point being that I think that's what Cloak and Dagger did really as well, at least with this first episode, is that, like you said, it starts feeling like a season finale. They... You parse out the information Slowly but it doesn't feel Like it's wasting time and it still feels like it's Adding for this 50 Minute episode like it's not the First 50 minutes of a movie it is an Episode of a show which I think is great
1: yeah and I think That goes to like it feels a little like riskier Than those shows like I feel like Shows specifically the Netflix shows. No, you're going to watch them mostly back to back, and like uh, it is more like a movie experience. This is coming out weekly, and you're it has to stand on its own. So they have to be like, we need to hit this hard, end this story, and move on to the next one.
0: Speaking of hitting things hard, they they do crash the car. Tandy ends up in the ocean, in no a harbor.
1: Sea. I think it is a lake.
2: They say later, yeah, a lake, because say, she says, "Were you like?" Yeah, I thought she, that beach on the beach, but I thought they had said but like New Orleans you, is on the Gulf of Mexico, right? That's true.
1: Yeah, we <laughs> should put up some geography. There yeah. are there's a big lake over there, Lake Pontchartrain. So maybe that's oh, okay. It maybe that's I don't know it exactly it didn't where. Feel
2: like a harbor type of situation, but it didn't feel me like a harbor. Stop. <laughs> I don't want to punch you. So at
0: the same time, we see Tyrone's if you punch him, you'll feel him a little bit erroneously. Don't gets you shot. start. <laughs> His brother gets erroneously shot by the cops, which, again, is straight out of the comics uh, where a friend of his gets shot for a grocery store robbery that he didn't cause, which
2: causes Tyrone to go on the run. Uh, what? Yes. I, we gotta, you can't just say erroneously. All right. So the the kid is actually more evil than the older uh, wiser who was like, he's like, I'm not scared. I'll rob this car. And then... Uh, the. His brother's like, no, 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 we got to take this back. I was like, dude, you can't just, that's a horrible idea. You just saw the cops, and then, of course, the cops are going to be like, oh, you know, you can't say, hey, officer, we were taking this back. It was such a horrible, painful choice where of somebody trying to do the right thing in such a horrible way. Uh, and it was just really painful to watch, man. It, it was frustrating yeah, to watch, but I think
1: that's what made it such an. It was a huge injustice, which
2: is right. It makes so you that's angry. why, I, yeah. But I just didn't want to say it was erroneous and move on. Like yeah. I wanted to say, like that to me, at least, I was. It, enjoyed the realism of that moment and yeah. reflects i yeah. shitty our uh, society I think you're right. I'll take
0: that back. You're saying that it's purposeful instead of erroneous, the way that they kill him. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that's totally fair. Uh, but he does end up in the harbor and uh, Tyrone ends up after them and that's when Ty and Tandy meet for the first time Kind of, where Tandy's about to drown. She sees the dark force. We don't hear that word. We don't find out what it is. But we see the dark force from Ty reaching out to her. Uh, we see her light reaching out to him, and they join heads. And then we smash cut to the title. We should mention that's after a wave of blue energy hits them when the rocks on platform yes. explodes. That was great. Yeah. Like, I was, when that those titles hit, I was completely like, I am on board with the show. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Really? I loved how it, it's an origin, but it was more about introducing us to the people, not like yeah. the weird shit they, that happened to them to get their powers. All we needed was blue wave hits, and now we don't ever have to deal with, like, mitochondria or metachlorians or whatever other thing that most uh, I just content it makes was- them.
2: I'm sorry, did not mean to cut you off? No, that's totally cool. Uh, I I felt like it was just like okay, he was swimming towards like this jellyfish-looking blue thing, and then all of a sudden it went like white and black. And I get it, like that's the powerful thing that we're doing here. But then that graphic where it was just like two little baby hands, like. It would look like almost like a painted thing touching hands, and I was just like, ah! Oh. It was so close to being awesome, but like that last image kind of pulled me out of it. You a don't like yeah. baby hands, yeah? No, well, I just felt like it was art- purposely artistic in a way that was pulls you out of it instead of sucking you in. As I felt, because it was mm. like you I hate get pain- what's you, happening. You hate paintings? No, I just felt like you went for something, and it the graphics looked a little under. You know, produced or whatever. And I was like, uh. Did you have a problem with the fact that they said,
0: ah, baby hands
2: <laughs> over that? Was that distracting I thought clear? it was more of a Mario, like, ah, baby hands. <laughs>
1: or is it more frustrating because your nickname is baby hands? Oh. D-
2: <laughs> d- <laughs> don't start. To, you can't every podcast give me a shitty fucking nickname. It's not that it's you, not you repeat giving, over I'm and not over giving again. You, don't stand Let's see your hands. Who's got the smaller hands, motherfucker? You do. So they're you they're have same baby size. hands. They're the same no,
1: size. No. My nickname is baby hands. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> How would we be able to tell each that other? That is part? weird. We have
1: the same size hands.
0: Ah, uh, your hands are a little smaller, Justin.
1: No way.
2: Yes. Yeah. Put it up yeah. slightly.
0: Matching this up is up like yeah, sorry. His hands Look are a little bigger. Look at these hands. No, no, dude. I'm sorry. I'm looking at them right now. Dude, dude, this you're is not good for an audio podcast f- His fingers right are thicker. now seen it from
1: 360 degrees. Not accurate.
2: That's a <laughs> lie. He has
1: sausage fingers.
2: <laughs> what
1: does that mean? Either your fingers are bigger. Yeah. Well, they're longer sausages then. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. Gross. This is gross in so many ways. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so we've made it through about five to ten minutes of the show so far. Should we move on to the bulk of the episode sure, and talk please. about that stuff? Yeah, let's make a deal. Uh, so... After that, we uh, cut forward a bunch of years to uh, where Tandy and Ty are right now. As we mentioned, Ty is in prep school. He's on the basketball squad. Um, He's dealing with parents who have mostly seemingly moved on from the trauma that he dealt with. Uh, And at the same time, Tandy... Clearly has not She is working with a partner She's pulling off scams And robbing people Goes to this club Totally fits in They know her She orders the usual By the way Can we stop there for a second? Uh, is that a baller move to walk, walk up to a bar and be like the usual or annoying? No, Let I, me say I, as
1: a former bartender that yeah. no one comes in and says the usual, uh, because the idea is the bartender should just give, if you, if you have a relationship with a bartender where they know your drink, yeah. the bartender should give it to you. Like when you sit down, yeah, but so that's the cool move is to have
2: your drink appear there. I agree with you, but sometimes it's like. Sometimes you mix it up. You mix it up uh, when you go to a bar, depending on how late it is, how early it is. So, like, yeah, you do have a usual. But also, like, I've had bartenders be like, the usual. And I'd be like, yeah. Because sometimes I'll go with vodka, but sometimes I'll go with beer, depending on where we are in the day. Or vodka and beer mixed. Uh, the bartender
1: saying the usual makes sense. But the person being like, i the usual bartender be like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I
2: didn't think it was an a weird moment for me. Do you know what it was? Also? It's a movie trope
1: that yeah. I don't think is as real as it seems in yeah, movies. Yeah, 100%. And I also think like
0: my my impression, I totally get what you're saying. I think if I walked up and got the usual, it'd have to be something weird. Not like, clearly, she's getting a rum and coke or whatever it is, which yeah. is Well, not... for
1: you, it's like a full glass of milk.
0: <laughs> a full <laughs> glass of milk with a shot of vodka, a shot of amaretto, uh, three shots of whiskey, and then... Uh, milk? Yeah, and a little pineapple juice.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so yep. gross. That's called a Staten Island iced tea, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, it just... Uh, it, it makes sick. you instantly sick. It's called a Gowanus canal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly that's for you new york uh, oh, uh heads listen it's been
0: working so far at the high school that i'm staked out at so <laughs> yeah. that's all i'm saying hey,
2: what, what crime are you investigating <laughs> by the way S-
0: several of my own <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: can we move on and uh, talk yeah to- so
0: she makes a mark takes him back uh he wants what he wants which is to bone and she's like no thanks and ends up drugging him subverts things there ends up robbing the kid um Again, I keep saying this, but I feel like all of this stuff I
2: love. Like it's yeah. You like Here is like some do. guy okay, trying look. to rape the main character. You no, like that part? It, it, That's what, you like? what I'm show, saying
0: no. is I was impressed with how well crafted these scenes were to yeah. evoke an emotion from the watcher. Is
1: that a better way of you saying you clearly it? had an emotion, but you were mad because you it was good it got emotion out of you.
2: Uh no, I was just mad because it's like You want characters to have good lives. Well, give me something to root for. She's like really living on the edge, like almost being raped almost at every turn, it seems like. Here's what you're, <laughs> She's rooting. you're rooting for.
0: You're rooting for things to get better for her,
2: right? Right. Yeah. But that's just, the
0: arc of her character. Yeah, you want her to get out of this bad place that she's gotten herself in. And as we find out over the course of the episode, things have gotten very bad for her. She started in a place where she was rich, she was happy, she was dancing. Uh, instead, she's lost basically everything. Running cons on the street. She only goes home every couple of weeks to visit. She
2: sleeps in an abandoned church. Yeah, she
0: sleeps in an abandoned church. That straight shout out to the comic where they used to hang out in a church. What What I think is really good about the show is... It does the same thing the Marvel movies do, which is for the most part take ideas from the comics, but not worry about the comic fans too much. Yeah. So that if you see something, you're like, Oh, that's a cool shout out, but it's not straight up adaptation, but it gets the sense of it. And the sense of cloak and dagger in the comics, the thing that made it special is that these are two people that are intrinsically tied to each other, that love each other and right. make each other better when they're together and are worse
1: when they're apart, both uh, interpersonally and their powers. Yeah. Uh, Get stronger, I believe. I think so. Well, yeah. they work with they, each other. Or they can't be without each other, basically. Yeah. Right?
0: So, well, at least Cloak needs Dagger. Dagger doesn't necessarily need Cloak.
2: No that's fucked up. We'll see how that unfolds. Uh, so, we're about to talk about his basketball. Because we talked about her story. Sure, you want to talk about basketball? I do want to talk about basketball. Great. Tell us about the beat ball. So he's playing basketball and he's being harassed uh, by this white goon dude. (laughs) And what's upsetting is not only is not his coach – was seeing the basketball game that we're all witnessing, mm-hmm. but his parents are also not watching the same game that we're watching. It is very clear that this guy is being pushed and harassed, and nobody's on his side. His parents are like, what are you doing? It's like, what do you mean, what is he doing? He's trying to defend himself because nobody else is. And it was just a little upset that like his parents were also upset at him, and his coach was upset, and that his whole fucking team. For what? They like want him th- to
1: be they, to be better. They want him to be to be able to rise above all this horrible shit well, around him. Well, it's
2: hard to and not rise give in to, above oh, I, when totally. some fucking dude but is that, kicking the shit out. That's of you. the point where
1: we're like, this is again injustice is happening to uh, to Tyrone to both these characters. Went through a tragedy, and they're trying to like. Right, but I just struggle I just, through more shit.
2: It's like. You know, it's just upsetting to see his parents uh, just be complete assholes to him.
0: Well, I think what I got from that is they're almost obstinately moving on, where Tandy's mom is completely wrecked by this, clearly, even though she's kind of pretending and barely holding it together. Uh, His parents have decided to ignore what happened. They're moving on with their lives. They're pushing forward. And part of that, I think, means pushing Ty to the side as well. That's what yeah. I got from it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I, I understand that, but, like, you can't just... The poor kid is getting annihilated out there, and nobody's talking about it. And you should go like, on the TV, dude. Help him out.
1: Yeah, get in there, dude. Yeah, oh, take your golden I know ticket. I not
2: that's that easy. I'll yeah. do that next
1: episode. Yeah, totally. You wanted more of a Teen Wolf situation where a werewolf shows up.
2: <laughs> no, I just wanted somebody to... S- See the game that we're seeing, yeah, and he is not getting any calls, not getting any help, totally. And I think, but
1: I think that's the whole point of the scene is to make us realize how he's in a situation where he, it's so frustrating to him, and he it builds up, builds up, builds up, and, and a, he punches the kid as he should, right? And, and, and I, I but, would
0: say. I think Beat a the lesser show right. would have made it a Teen Wolf situation where suddenly he figures out his cloak powers in that moment. Yeah, And I appreciate that he doesn't. Like, yeah. For the most part, neither of their powers
1: work whenever they want them to. And, yeah. and almost work cool. against them. Yeah. And I think that's great. Uh, yeah, and I think because the big thing about this episode specifically, maybe the show in general, is the tension, the stress and mm-hmm. tension that it puts us, the viewers, through where it's like, oh no, please don't do this. Or like, oh God, you're punching that guy. That is only going to bite you in the ass. Even though, like you're saying, it was a justified reaction to him being bullied for the whole game. And he couldn't get a call from the refs. Like, that's the, it's the stress of that, which I think is what makes the show good. It's edgier. But
2: also, the parents aren't acknowledging, like, listen, you have it harder because you're black. We know that this is a horrible thing that's set up against us. Somebody address it. Like, it's just this poor kid every turn. But is again,
0: just- I think they're purposely not addressing it because they don't want to address it for themselves. I think that's something we're going to see play out is that they are ignoring all of this.
2: yeah, They are cool. not paying attention. None but of the shitty, parents are paying everybody, attention. Everybody's parents are shitty. Wow. yeah, <laughs> It's
1: true. Apologies to all the parents out there <laughs> listening to this podcast. Uh, so now, then the show moves into bringing our characters together. Uh, Tandy gets the word that there's this rich kid party uh, and Tyrone gets invited to this party in the by woods. By the emoji girl. By the emoji girl, who, as we know, is a totally real person and a totally real character. <laughs> uh, Just this
2: random person we met and she completely gives him all of her information. Like, here's my...
1: I mean, I think the idea is, like, he's surprised that someone likes him after he just, like, fucked up in front of this whole school. And so he's, like, into it. So, of course, he's going to go to the party. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, hi,
2: yeah, here's my number. I'm going to go disappear again.
1: When you were in high school, Pete, and a girl came up to you to talk about emojis, what did you do? There were words (laughs) and emojis You straight up ejaculated (laughs) your pants. What the the fuck... (laughs) Come on. Come on. What? Come you, on it's man. what they call a drop in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: one other thing I want to point out uh, that I thought was interesting. Uh, so as we mentioned in the comics, uh, Cloak and Dagger's origin is tied up with drug abuse. In fact, they're addicted to drugs. They get the chance to try out this new heroin uh, from, I don't even think it's the Roxxon Corporation. I think it's right. Silvermane. The, oh, who's one of my favorite yeah. weird Spider Man villains? Very weird. He's like a cyborg. Yeah, with old man. Old? old man cyborg, yeah. yeah. Uh, so That's they try this heroine that gets him from <laughs> Paris.
1: Well, it's weird because he's, he's so weird. weird. He's, and, he's, and he's very he's creepy in a way. <laughs> so and he's like, cyborg. he'll like take his. Coat off And be how show A robot body But it's sort of like flashery. y yeah. All the time oh, He's like To so me Silvermane I'm like <laughs> Get out of here Creepy robot yes. man
0: uh, So uh, that's how it works with the comic books But as we find out On the show I don't know that She's straight up Addicted to drugs But Tandy is definitely Snorting um, Yeah uh, Whatever it is
1: the, I think the Pearls. nod Would be a, an opioid Of some kind Because yeah. in the flashback At the beginning uh, They talk about She mentions to her father That her mom Has been taking back medicine Yeah, yeah. Which is like a, a painkiller. So it, that is what I would So like she's guess.
0: clearly directed to that. On the other hand, we find out very subtly, I think, in the during the party scene, that Ty is totally straight edge. Like, he yeah. doesn't even drink. Um, so, again, this is like a weird twist on the comic book, but I like the fact that they're deferring in this way and not just making them like straight-up drug addicts who are crazy for drugs and that's yeah. how they get their powers. I think there's a play on that happening there, and it also very subtly underlines the difference between them without them ever being like well, you use drugs i never use drugs <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and then we get the moment where they do meet where uh Tandy's trying to um successfully she bumps into him at the party and successfully Does the old, uh, the, the old uh, steals his wallet mm-hmm. he runs after I her i like when he was like hey white girl <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was funny uh, and uh <laughs> and the uh and they, they touch hands and boom, both their powers activate right in that yeah in that okay, very great me- and like That so was weird when they
2: were like powers activate.
1: Yeah, that was a bit of a steal yeah, from Ring? Wonder Twins? wonder Twins. <laughs> sure. Uh,
0: but at the same time, I liked it. Like, it's they get thrown into uh, gravestones. They get thrown into crypts yeah. there. They don't understand what's going on. They don't instantly have their powers, like, at full thrust. It isn't like they start going crazy and fighting there or anything.
1: Cause she's not all of a sudden holding daggers, which right. I appreciated a lot. Because yeah. I was like, oh, no, don't have it be, like, they're in the, like, their outfits yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I do think that that makes me want to talk about New Orleans as a backdrop for the show, which I think yeah. really works like new, in new Orleans. There's like a f- hundred graveyards and mm. people are like always hanging out in them. So I feel like that was a great setting for this since death is tied up in their whole origin. yeah, uh,
0: I got to tell you, that was the one scene where I was like, Oh, they're shooting in New Orleans. So they have to yeah. do that. Uh, yeah they'll probably have a
1: Mardi Gras sequence at some point or something like that. Wait. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that's going to be good. Gonna order, You've got to have the they're world's they're uh, character in your story. Yeah, pull boys gonna, all day. Great oh, yeah. And then I'll boat. tell
0: you, they're going to have one of those alligator boat chases. That's yeah. going to be sweet. <laughs> oh, I, once again, I
1: really hope that happens. Once again, I can't wait to be introduced to the alligator wearing a cowboy hat or like, <laughs> oh, you want to use my alligator boat? <laughs> <laughs> that's the older way of getting through the swamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, too much. <laughs> Because, once again, it's called a fan boat. Yeah. Uh,
2: great. Can <laughs> uh, we talk about the creepy priest guy, please? Uh, no, let's keep talking. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, because that's the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Pete, by the way, promised he was going to do at least one of these this episode <laughs> and talk about the wrong episode. That's the one. Yeah. Uh. So next week, I don't know. I mean, there's not... Like it's a montage of scenes, almost that we get for the rest of the episode, almost like a music video in a weird way.
1: That's this whole. There were like what four song montages in this episode, which I thought was a a nice. They still told the story while breaking up the format Mm -hmm. a lot. And I like that a lot. Um, But yeah, we get to see Tandy uh, coming out of realizing they have these powers. Um, She escapes from Tyrone and then uh, she's having sex with her boyfriend slash partner, I guess. And is like, uh, needs to figure out what's going on. Doesn't know what to do. Uh, We see her a little bit later with her mom and uh, how her mom has a drinking problem. She cuts her hand when her mom catches her getting into her So what do you
0: think the idea with that was? So, Uh, I didn't quite get that. It felt like it had some sort of resonance or some sort of idea behind it. But I feel like she cuts her palm. Her mom's like, why did you cut your palm? But what does that have to do
1: with anything? The way I took it was she, because her power, her name is Dagger, but her powers are like light. She shoots light. I feel like the knife and the cut will help her manifest daggers. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was like a a visual cue for as her powers are coming out, daggers are what she makes because it came when she, out of her. Oh, I see. So I think it was just connecting dagger to her power set. Also, it it makes weird. It's a mislead maybe that she thinks it comes out out of her cut uh, right. when later in the episode she manifested Dagger. Yeah. I thought maybe that was it a little I bit. Like it's the, I agree, it's unclear, but maybe it's purposefully so.
2: Yeah. I like the badassness of like after she cut herself, she's like, damn it, and then like stuck the knife in the wall. That was yeah. kind of like a, yeah. I'm a powerful now, type is this, of person. Maybe
0: I'm going to pull a Pete
2: just now. Is this where she touches her mom and sees a vision? Is that, yeah, that goes all uh, Yes, white?
1: she sees um, the backdrop of uh, when, she younger. when she was young when she was young and and i we don't they, again like in an interesting way doesn't explain what's happening like right. is this a flashback which it's like oh maybe probably not it's, it's like a, she's in her mom's head right uh,
2: imagining while well, the her mom's f- not seeing what she sees cuz she was like did you see that which makes me wonder does ti- does time stop because it was like did you see that and then all of a sudden it wasn't that long montage where I think it's a
1: flash. I don't think time stops. I think it's just like, like the yeah. way a memory mm-hmm. appears. She like takes in this thought but that she sort of... But you're having st- a
2: conversation w- with somebody, and then they're gone for 30 seconds that right. well, just come- in that conversation... Justin's saying, and this is what I took away from it as well, is I don't think it's taking 30
0: seconds. I think it's taking a split second. But to her, it's like a memory is being jammed into Tandy's head. Oh. Yeah. That's what I took. Yeah. And it also... We'll get into this a little bit more, I think, as we go on in the series. But I took it as it is not exactly a memory; it's a positive, rosy, light-colored view of her mom's memory.
1: It, I, I took it as like it's what she's she's thinking of at yeah. that moment. Yes. So it's like it's like her current perspective because isn't what she says like God? I will, our life was so good back then. Our daughter
2: was so good. Yeah. Yeah. And but uh, it was. It was it's, weird it's because the tense. tone was like uh, she was kind of talking about her uh, about her younger self in a weird kind of way. It was almost like it was being distorted because she was seeing it a little bit. I felt yeah. like the tone was like, "Oh, interesting." Yeah, uh,
1: that may be. Uh, I also take it, in it we as we learn more about uh, about both of their powers, it feels very subconscious. Like their their powers are activating subconsciously. Uh-huh. Which is definitely not from the comics. I mean, I think, if anything, it's a riff on Cloak's powers from the comics.
0: What he does is he takes people literally into his body and sends them to a place called the Dark Force dimension, where they're presented with their worst fears. And when they come out, they're just these shivering husks of people who have had all the bad sucked out of them. Uh, He does that with people who are addicted to drugs. He can take them inside of them and essentially take their addiction into him. So I do wonder... If we're getting a riff on that here, where what Dagger can do is almost suck the good of people into her. Yeah. And then I wonder if that takes the good out of them. Oh, interesting. And Cloak will do potentially the same thing where he sucks the bad out of people and then takes that into
1: him. But that could explain why,
2: you know, her mom is bad.
1: You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Her. Yeah. You know, maybe. Uh, I guess we'll see. Well, let's jump over to Cloak. So he's um he we realize that he is haunted by this uh, cop with the one scar that shot mm. his brother. So well, yeah,
2: I mean that's got to be
1: totally. Crazy. And so he that whole
2: thing about like no kid, nope.
1: Yeah. Uh, Never happened, kid. So he uh, subconsciously uses his powers to end up in the trunk of this cop um, and ruins uh, this uh, drug deal that he's doing on the side with evidence, drugs he stole. Great
2: move, Uh, though. I love I mean, if you got cocaine in the trunk, use it. uh, The classic puff of white smoke as you throw cocaine in somebody's face. Only my classic. (laughs) That's in a lot of like uh, like 80s. Moments in your life. (laughs) No, like 80s action movie type of things. Here's here's
0: the thing that was a bummer about me to that scene. You're doing that scene. You're right pete classic scene but you're in new orleans pulling emerald lagasse yell bam, bam!
1: <laughs> while you're doing it you know <laughs> oh, that would have been fun if he said that yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah, when you're be like that's my line i hope emerald appears in multiple episodes of this season. <laughs> well, i mean otherwise why do the show the mayor of otherwise, new orleans himself why do the show uh, yeah that's what the, all the cast and crew were down there just to meet emerald and they were like hey Let's make a show. It's a fake show. Yeah. (laughs) We got to make it.
0: So he uh, doesn't actually confront this guy. Uh, He does get away, though. He figures out uh, that he is the guy who killed his brother. Uh, Yeah. What's... And then uh, the episode ends.
1: Well, we get... uh, Tandy gets uh, caught. So Tandy also stole these uh, tickets to... to, Yes, tickets to a ballet. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, And rather than sell them, she actually shows up. Is a little nervous about it since it's a great way to get busted. <laughs>
0: yeah. I I was really glad about that. I thought that was a smart writing move of yeah. like, oh, she has of she has the tickets, and I think other shows would have her sit in the seats and never consider. Yeah, that of course she'd get nabbed if that happened. But that, instead, I think they thought about that in the writing room and were like, "Nope, let's instead have this character beat where she sits over the stage and she watches it, which
1: is also very true to her. Yeah, I exactly. Think. So that was cool. She gets the guy is there with some of his buddies.
2: Well, um, I, guys, you like the I, that was such you don't steal tickets from somebody and then go to the show he's obviously going to try to get revenge on you
1: but if there's a thing you notice about these characters is they sometimes make the wrong choice uh, just and also, she loves ballet. Insane. Ballet to her symbolizes uh, her youth. Yeah. The, the, yeah. when life I was know, good, like yeah.
2: I know they set these things up for her, and like that she couldn't not go. But I was like, they're if you are smart, you don't go. But to they're this. not like they are. They're not dumb people, but they are two kids who
0: are very driven by their emotions. That's what we've gotten in the show, and I think we already saw her as a young kid dancing in the rain, and she couldn't. She was happy. She was joyous. I, th- I took from that that she couldn't help herself. That yeah. she knew it was probably tempting fate to go to there, but she had to see it. It's
1: like when you were a kid, what was your version of that? Like a Third Eye Blind concert or... Stained. Uh, <laughs>
2: stained. What is Stained? What was your, your ballet? Your favorite band when you were a kid, dude. <laughs> stained was your favorite band? No, your yeah, favorite yeah, band Yeah, come on, stained. baby. Hands, what was your favorite band? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, honestly, when you were a kid, what was the thing that you were obsessed with that, was, like, that you went to? That I went to? Like a, an event, like a ballet class or a ballet performance? Uh, I went to the arcade. Oh, okay, great. What if you had tickets to the arcade <laughs> that you stole? Yeah, but if I <laughs>
2: stole them, I wouldn't go there because that's dumb. Okay.
1: All right, well, <laughs> what if all your best games are there? Like Dragon's Lair.
2: Yeah, well, the, there are cool games. But okay, I'm, all right. Let, smart let's, enough to how about this?
0: How about this? You're six years old Right Right You're sitting there Having a garbage plate With your family oh, And your family gets, Rochester fans Gets mm-hmm. thrown in the river They get oh. thrown in the river They die well, why And are you, you lose all this? of your money And you haven't been able To have a garbage plate For ten years mm-hmm. And then somebody Gives you a ticket To the garbage place place.
2: Uh, yeah. The Pete I know would
1: not turn down a garbage plate. Yeah, well, Even I but I would
2: wait for another day and see if I could use it later. No, you, no, can't. you can't. You know this is the good. Gar- this is the garbage plate. Well, plate. Honestly, it's,
1: there's it's no a plate or be arrested. So I wouldn't do it. There's no way you're not in the rafters of this garbage plate place <laughs> eating a garbage plate.
2: <laughs> also, in that rafters, <laughs> <You> probably moment, <laughs> have one of those log forks.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah, just, yeah, yeah.
2: Cartoon forks. Yeah, we know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, the old long fork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think the ballerina saw her? Because there was. Kind of a nice moment there with the ballerina was looking, looking straight up. up. Yeah. I was like, and "Is like, the ballerina
1: maybe. part of this?" Because yeah, she like, was like,
2: "That girl that stole those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> She's a cop.
1: Yeah, ballerina cop. Oh man, two assholes. One's a ballerina cop. <laughs> Pitch it." <laughs> Uh, Jonas next to so, so, yeah, she,
0: she gets confronted by the guy who she drugged and stole the tickets from uh, in the alleyway. The guy's like, hey, you uh, you two friends, book it out. I'm going to rape this girl. And they're like, yeah. nice oh. one,
2: dude. Yeah, they dude, just quietly what? shuffle Jesus, out. I was who like, who are these people? They're also, like, why are you. It's just like, you're going to do that in front of your friends? Like, what are they going to say later? Like, hey, I had to go raping the girl in the alley.
1: Well, like, uh, what the fuck? I mean, I don't know. I agree. It was like. The way those kids were reacting were like, oh, okay. But like, I don't know, that happens to be. Yeah, it does.
0: And It's awful. But luckily she has a light dagger she manifests and she stabs him potentially to death. Uh, yeah, I, again, I thought this like straight up mutant stuff where she gets herself out of that situation but only makes the situation worse Dude. and she doesn't know how to make that it That scene was again.
1: horrifying. Yeah. yeah, it was awful.
2: awful. In every way. Good, Uh, I'm glad we agreed on that, at least. Um, But what I liked about when we finally saw, like, the light dagger in her hand, like, it became clear, at least to me watching it, that, like, oh, only she sees this. That's why when with her mom, only she saw the thing. Like, if you see her, she sees a light dagger, but everybody else doesn't see it. No, I don't
0: think that's true. I think they see the
2: light in her hands versus the thing with the bind is taking place just in her mind. Oh, man, because I thought it was because it was like one shot. You see it and then you kind of get a different POV from farther away and you can't see it. in her Yeah, head. it disappears.
0: Yeah. Uh, I it thought it was
2: like only she. I was like, oh, that would be so cool. Like you just shoot people with light daggers and they don't see the light. Oh, they're just got holes in them. Well, <laughs> when you get hired as for R&D at
1: Roxanne, that's a project you can work on. Yeah, yeah invisible light daggers. <laughs> invisible guys, blank. think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hard light holograms like we always talk about. Uh, and then we end the episode where. Um well uh, so the cop tries to shoot uh shoot Ty, he uh uses the dark force to go back to his uh his house. Mm-hmm. The bullet casing goes with him. So yeah. he has that yeah. and that's like He feels, I feel like that's where he feels powerful, where he's like, I, my brother got shot by this cop. This cop tried to shoot me and I got Mm -hmm. away. So that's, I think that really gives him confidence and emboldens him for whatever we're going to see next.
0: Yeah. And we end, I just thought it was such a subtle but powerful place to end the episode that it wasn't this huge cliffhanger. It was just the two of them back and forth creating this connection, even though they're very far away from each other. Because she
1: still has, uh, brother's
2: hoodie. Yeah. Her, and he his has her belly brother's yeah. hoodie. Yeah. He's she going to want to wear that again. Yo. Right. That's going to be some explaining to do.
1: Well, no, you I mean, she, they, he, she puts it on. He has it at the beach. Yeah. Cause right, she stole they, it from him, but well, they know who <laughs> yeah. each other are. They she who, could be maybe yeah. a little mad, but not like
2: mad. Yeah, mad. dude. <laughs> they leave. They he leave stole the his dead brother's hoodie. That's all he has left from his dead brother. He, but the, It was a traumatic dude, day. Yeah, but still, like I'm, I'm sure going to be he I got like, lost. That's my fucking dead brother's hoodie. Give me that fucking thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what he's probably going to be? He's like, I'm cloak. You're not Cloak. Give me my hoodie back. Yeah. I'm Cloak,
1: your ballet
2: shoe. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's our cool names. (laughs) So let's switch these props and get out there and fight some crime.
0: So you guys, Uh, uh, one of my favorite parts in any superhero show is when they switch
1: props. Yeah. That's why you always say props to you. But yeah. That's where that came from. 100%. Uh,
0: yeah. So uh, that's the end of the episode. Uh, anything else you guys want to note about
1: this? Uh, just mind? how great it was. The way they showed their powers was so much better than just like a, I found powers montage that so many yeah, other superheroes 100%.
2: Uh, cool.
0: Before I, we, oh, yes, I hope Pete. we
2: get less rape eventually. And like, in, Jesus in Christ. In our society. Yes. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, and on this show and less drugs I I was just like (laughs) this show is fucking insane and I was like I don't know if I like it or if it's just like watching a train wreck and I can't turn away oh no you like it yeah you like it and you're on the train (laughs) <laughs> no, you can't just tell me I like it, guys. Uh, well, it's it's gonna not like a train wreck. It's like a wreck. The sandwich, a, a train wreck that also has rape and drugs in it. No, 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 a wreck
0: like uh, w- a <laughs> or beef on wreck. Is Be- that what it's called? Beef on wreck. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Beef
1: about. on wreck. More Rochester. This podcast has too many Rochester references. <laughs> so much that people are already like. What's up with all those Rochester talk? <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. Sweet. Oh my gosh. The uh, Rock. Uh, baby. Before we go, as we're gonna end every episode, cloak or dagger. Which one? Who won the episode?
1: Now, is it about them doing the right thing or maybe doing the wrong things? I don't know. It's got to be which wrong one, things because they did do, do, do anything you think, right.
0: Uh, did you like better this episode, Cloak or Dagger?
1: Um, I liked. Uh, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to give it up to um, to Cloak. I, I I choose Cloak for today's episode because I feel like we, we really... Tandy's such a tough... Person, a tough character that she doesn't let us in at all. Um, but you really get to see uh, see Ty go through stuff um, and really get to sort of feel along with him. So I definitely was uh, I was in the cloak this episode. Uh,
2: this is a weird thing to choose between. What is. Like, rape or <laughs> racism? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't I don't like to, either not, of them. You're not but, choosing that. Yeah, you're not choosing that. You're choosing the characters. Right. Well, one of them is either being raped or the other one is, has crazy racism against them at all times. So it's hard to be like, man, I really like Cloak in this episode. The way he was, like, trying to battle racism, but, man, it kept fucking his shit up. It's... That's Very exactly what you could say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So that I guess that's my answer. Then. Yeah. I'm going to okay. go with
0: cloak as well. I really liked dagger quite a bit, but I thought cloak was the better one. Uh, also, before we go, Pete, I think you have a special shout out to make to one of our fans. This was requested online. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying cloak? to
2: find it here in the text. Here uh, you go. Right here, right okay, here, Pete. Uh, this is a shout out. Of course, if you want a
0: shout out for Pete like this, feel free to hit us up on any of our social medias. Pete hit it.
2: Hey, Mario Mendez, go fuck yourself. Wow. I don't know why Mario Mendes wanted him to say that, but anyway, there's your special shout out for Pete LePage. Our brand has changed. We're <laughs> more
1: edgy. <laughs> we got Pete shouting how people to fuck themselves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to support our edgy shows, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. Come on by. It's totally
2: free. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Front us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow
1: us on Twitter at Comic Book Live.
0: Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for the podcast and more. And we'll see you in the morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice.